man. We just, we, we just, uh, we just getting ready to cha- help change the world, brother. Listen, Taking it all in stride, the good and the bad. And look. I'm telling you right now, change the world is not the word. First of all, because I'm so excited, man, I just, I got to thank you guys. I got to thank both of y'all from the Vibe team and from the eSource team. I got to thank y'all so much for this amazing opportunity, man. This is truly, truly. Well, that, that's, and no, listen, that's because, that's because Lethea hooked us up. Lethea Rotundo, social media manager for Taya and my wife, Kim. The whole camp. Shout out to him, man. I'm talking about Liz. Listen, when I got this phone call, and it, I got to tell you something funny, too, before we get into this, because it's like now it's like I don't know if I just been sleeping under a rock or I don't know if this just was just G4 classified top secret because I somebody sent me a link to this and I was just blown away. I'm like, yo. How, how did I know about this? So I was like, man, I got to get these dudes on my show. Whoever came up with this, I got to try to get them on the show. I don't have no information to try to get to them. And then the very next day, I got a call from Liz asking me if I wanted this opportunity. And I almost right. dropped the phone and went crazy. That's awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having us, brother. Absolutely, man. Now, it's so much it's so much to cover. I just want to um, I'm going to do my best, man. I mean, like I've I've. <laughs> It's a lot. I'm gonna do my best. Now, I gotta start off, man. Let's let's start off with you, Dale, man. Um, well, first of all, how you guys doing? You guys, you guys okay? Yeah, brother, of course. I mean, despite despite getting like three to four hundred hate mail and texts for the last couple of days, I'm good. Look, yeah, we I, in the streets, we out here. I was looking at, I was looking at, um. You know, looking at the messages on the trailer, man, and I was just like blown away, man. It's so many different uh, people with mixed emotions and everything. Like, was that? I'm pretty sure that you expected that to happen. Yeah, I mean, listen, the when you're in the business of entertainment and you're trying to deliver a message, it's a it's a balance you have to carry because you can't let the message get drowned out by so much other content. So you need to be strategic in how you launch. And we needed to get that quick message out there with some visuals, with some titles, and it works. So now, despite some of the negative comments, people will ultimately find out when it gets to the show how deep the message goes and why it was created. And it comes from a real deeply personal and uh, humanitarian perspective. Right, right. Definitely that. I, I, You know, I figured that because... You know, I was having a conversation with um, some of my uh, business partners and we was talking about it and everybody was like, man, are they actually going to release this or this got to be like, you know, how people put trailers together and stuff like that. And it, that stuff never comes out. But I was like, nah, my brother, like, <laughs> I really think that this is really about to happen, man, like for real. And it's happening. This is going to be mind blowing. Um I, I want to dig into it a little bit more, but I want to I want to kind of give my listeners a little bit um, on you guys a little bit individually. I, I would like to start off with um, with rage a little bit because uh, sure. you've been in the game, man, for um, a long time. Well known um, for your music videos, um, film directing and um, producing records as well. Um, and from Boston. But, I, I, you know, I, I want to know, too, like, what what was the real inspiration um, as far as growing up? How do you how do you gather that direction on career career path wise um, to float that way? Was it always 
that vision or was it something else before you actually got into this lane? Um, so, you know, we're all products of our environment and sometimes our environments change with decisions that we make in our lives. And so depending on a lot of variables, you know, we all end up writing songs or writing poetry or painting pictures or, or telling stories based on what we experience. And although I've been in this business for a number of years and, and um, I've had um, a lot of humble success and I've been close to the mountaintop with a few other big projects, what I discovered is that very, very old cliche, uh, which actually is more truth than cliche, right. that goes write what you know, really has garnered me the most recognition and traction than anything I've ever done. And so with Cracker, which basically is a culmination of um, the last 35 years of my life, having been married to Kim Food Black for 27 years and, and been engaged with mostly minority women for much of my life. And then also having been locked up a few times and, right. and just, you know, dealing with all kinds of different circumstances that are mostly regarded other than white, I, I certainly have a lot more perspective of all the various nuances of being around and hanging out and working with black people than my 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 white friends and family who all think they know somebody who's black or they think they know the black culture because they've got a black coworker or they did a rap right. video. Right. But they just don't get it. And and they never and, and it wasn't until Charlottesville happened and not because of Charlottesville, but because of the seismic shift of of, of of negativity I saw on social media that I realized that something really bad is about to happen. And then I said to myself, what would make these, not, not, not the extreme ancestors and the neo-Nazi skinheads, not the devout, you know, small-time faction of those kinds of individuals, but the bulk of white America that thinks they're not, not racist, I call it, I would normally use the word ignorance, but I've learned that ignorance, can, that word itself can incite certain reactions, so I use the word blind. Most white people are blind to the black experience and why, you know, there's such division. So um, I said to myself, what would help make people see their own blindness to racism in America? And I said, ah, what if it was their nine-year-old white daughter being raped or their 100-year-old grandmother who's feet by getting clubbed in the face with a, with a, with a stick? Wow. It wouldn't it wouldn't fit very well. Right. And so that was the aha moment that I had. And I knew, obviously, it would piss off um, a lot of people, but I didn't care. I mean, I, I'm, I almost regard it as disruptive filmmaking, which serves a couple of different purposes. And as you can see, with just this trailer, this 90-second trailer being released just a few days ago, We've gone global, right. and that's with nothing behind it except just artistic uh, passion and people that have come together to help get this message out, and that's what it comes down to. Right, right. Renzo, man, um, now you from... This uh, isn't a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> Born in Brooklyn, New York, man. Um, it's New York, baby, the home, the home of... Uh, Every legend, and I was born in the same hospital as Biggie Small, St. Mary. Wow. 
No. Yeah. I, I was raised in Queens, though. Jamaica, Queens. Like, LL, 15, you know, those areas. You know? Yeah, that, that, that rich so, rich history right there, man. Rich, rich, rich yeah, history right it's there. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. You just, were, um, I'm you very were, proud. Very proud. You were in a band. Um, you were doing music, man. Um, Sworn Enemy. Yeah. Um and and it was basically like a um hardcore metal hardcore. yeah 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 which I went checked out um some of the music man and and actually um actually really dope um thank you, know, you. now hey, did did a bunch of our videos that's why <laughs> he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's the goat man when it comes down to uh, <laughs> visuals for real man like the, the mm-hmm. goat for real. You you know transitioning from from doing music, I would like to kind of get the backstory on that. Like, um, how did you 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 go from from that, um, which you were really good at? The band was great. Go from that to getting into film. Um, great question. Thanks, Pat, and uh, appreciate you for having me and Dale on the show. And uh, the audition was, you know, I quit in 2009. I did. I put my kids on it. It's very variable. The name, now always have I mean, it was always but we did, you know, different names led us, you know, sworn enemy. But like the, you know, now hit 2009 or in Europe and got into like recording. And, uh, kind of got you going. Studio. You kind of going out in and out a little bit because this is very important. What you're saying, I want to get all of this. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, breaking up. You kind of going in and out. You on the earpiece? No, no, we're, we're on speaker. Okay, now, now, now it's good. Now it's good. There we go. Perfect. Okay. Um, so I from you know from like I think 1993 to 2009 was a sandwich. Uh, different names. You know, from mindset to football to swan, and um, uh, I quit 2009, and I started a recording studio in 2010 with my and back in New York. Right. Uh, and then in 2013, my boy moved me out. You know, get into wrestling. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> wrestling, you know? yeah, that 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 stood out to me right there. You knew I was gonna ask yeah. you about the wrestling thing, yeah. man. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I was big. I looked like a, kind of like a Triple H, but I was, I'm Puerto Rican Italian. So yeah. my boy was like, yo, you need to move out here. One of my closest friends was like, you need to move out here, and we'll make you a wrestler, and it'd be like the Puerto Rican Italian rock from, from Queen. I was like, genius. I mean, I have no idea about that. But I ended up coming out here in 2013. Didn't love it. I, uh, my uncle was a uh, pretty big from Puerto Rico called Jose Estrada. He trained, you know, he wrestled with the rocks. But he, you know, he, he, he's with, you know, he, he was with, he wrestled with, uh, Hulk Hogan, but you know, Rocky John, uh, uh, Jimmy Flash, all the great. He's, oh, you know, my yeah. So I was in my blood to my Puerto Rican side, and um, again, I'm gonna give it a shot. But I loved it. I loved it, but I wasn't in love with it. And everybody was telling me I can act. Oh, life. Uh, okay. <laughs> what a headshot is or 
hey, let me interrupt real quick. We like one of our videos that I remember telling us back in the day. I know what Lorenzo, you can not that alone. And that was, I think, we were in December, and he came, anyone of the um, Hey, to be not for the fuck, I mean, that's the fucking question. I was like, hey, perfect. Yeah, I think it's Italian life. Right. <laughs> Now, man, so we, this I got to before we before we go on, because I'm trying to I'm trying to make get this right. Like we got so many people on the live, and it's like it was we was getting good good reception, and it's like now it's going in and out. Is it any way possible that we could get off the speakerphone, possibly, or or try to get it to where you guys? Because this is this is big, man. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. Say something. Let me see what we better? Oh man. Oh, that's awesome. Perfect. A lot better? Yes, I love it. That's it. We perfect. All right. All right, great. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to have us on speaker so we could both Right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a little bit of an echo, but it's okay. Um, yeah, so we 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 did the whole I did the whole wrestling circuit and trained for a year and I didn't love it. I fell on my neck a couple of times. I felt the uh, I felt the spook in my spine and my not and my neck that I never wanted to feel again. Right, right, absolutely. So when I got into acting, I just you know kept pounding at it and grinding. The fucking at a very very late age, thirty six years old. I had no idea what I was doing. But you know what's dope about it though is nobody you know with hearing this story right here. You know, that's the only way that we would we would possibly know because like you are like a natural on the screen. I mean, thank you. I've been seriously. putting in my work, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt, man. Like um I just think that I just think that it's it's crazy, you know, but it just goes to show you like how opportunities could happen because somebody else seen seen that that in you when you didn't even mm-hmm. see it. You know what I mean? I think that that is yeah. dope that you actually moved on that feeling, though, and moved on those thoughts and those ideas that of, of what somebody else seen in you. Because a lot of people miss out on opportunities by not moving on that based on fear. But you're fearless, and you moved on that, and here we are today. Uh, 100%. Thank you for noticing that. That really means a lot. And it was, um, I was definitely... Uh, grind to get to where it is, you know, where I am right now, and, and I'm, I'm very happy to be, you know, recognized as an actor now. You know, right? There's a lot going on too, a lot of great going on. So it's a, uh, it's a wonderful feeling. Absolutely, man. It's definitely crazy, and it wasn't an easy role to play, man. Yeah, you know, this <laughs> white supremacist dude, Michael Stone. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, it was it wasn't comfortable. Right, right, right. Yeah. Rage, I, I gotta, um, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask you this too. Um, timing, timing wise, um, I know with with everything going on, you know, I've seen a lot of people, um, a lot of people were saying in the comments and stuff. They were like, um, you know, wow, you know, this is definitely uh, um, this is definitely something that um, somebody's trying to come up on as far as doing it right now with all of the Black Lives Matter and all of the hate crimes and all of this stuff going on or whatever. But um, I, I kind of I, I seen the vision. I, I seen the vision and felt where you were going with it. It's like, why not? Like, this is the perfect time to um, drop it. Do you think that people just um 
afraid, afraid of of pushing something like this, a storyline like this so far out in the front because we're not um, used to to seeing it this way. You, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, if you think about it, it's a lot of other movies that's that's out there doing it. But like the other way, this is I think this is the first that that's ever that's going to be the first ever to to be depicted like this. So, um, to your first part, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so to the first part, uh, remember, I actually started this three years ago at the Charlottesville. Right. It just so happened through fate and destiny and timing and circumstance that I decided, we decided to do this at the start of the pandemic. Mm. And so we were on schedule to have a um, an August, September, sort of uh, July, August drop. And then what happened, unfortunately, was Ahmad, then it was George, then it was Brianna, and then it was the gentleman down in Atlanta. So timing-wise, again, fate and destiny has just put us here. And we, none of us consider that to be an accident. Right. And um, to, your, to, your, to your latter part, there's uh, just based on... I've always known that there was racism. My first movie I did independent movie in 1997 shot in New York called Colors of Rage was based on an interracial relationship. Right. And even then, in my script, some of the executives that I was talking to, they were literally telling in my face that racism doesn't exist and this wouldn't happen. Right. In 1997. Wow. And I'm telling them this script is based on a true story with real factual events that I was involved with. Right. So people have been blind for far too long. America has been broken for far too long. America has been ignorant for far too long. So the time is now for people to see it from the other side. Now I understand, like I said before, the extreme KKK, fear of a black planet, neo-Nazi skinhead that send me death threats. Those people are scared. Right. Um, some of the extreme blacks who say, how dare you do this? And how now you want to take slavery from us? That's not what this is about. And if you don't like it, like anything else, a song, movie, turn the channel or swipe left. Because this yeah. is what the people want to understand. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And like you said, you know, with being a creator, um, you 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 come into this knowing that it's it's going to be people. Everybody's not going to love everything, and everybody always no. has something to say about something. Everybody, you know what I mean? That's just life. That's the world. And to me, it, it keeps it keeps balance too. You know what I mean? Because you know, as bad as everything is that's going on or whatever, you know, you know this is this is reality. And and you know, as honest as it it, it could be, I mean, people. People want the truth, but they really don't want the truth, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Because yeah, no, and, 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 that, and, that's, and that's fine, but I always say this. When, you know, a rapper raps, a rocker rocks, a paint to paint, they're artists. They get to do and say what they want, freedom of speech and all that. Right. Well, I'm a filmmaker, and this is my art. This is my mashup of life. If you don't like it, don't participate in it. Right. Don't watch and it. And my other comment is this. Here we are in the summer of 2020 in America, and we are in an absolute race war. Exactly. So, so for the last 400 years, 401 years, or in the last 100 years of uh, modern America with entertainment, songs, politics, movies, theater, plays, books, magazines, leaders, influencers, 
no Kumbaya song, no movie, no miniseries, nothing has, has, has fixed it. Right. Nothing. So how dare anybody try to say that this show may not influence people to think differently. Like, ah, now I understand. Right. So I dropped the mic with that on them. <laughs> right, right. Renzo, I I I gotta ask you too. Um, you know, with 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 playing this role and this character, um, how challenging um was it for you to transition to go from um you to actually getting in full character? How much research um did you have to do to really get in character to play this? Because I mean, it feels I believe it. You made me believe the character. Well, that's a great question. Um, Well, again, I'm Puerto Rican Italian, so that's, uh, you know, very uh, an urban urban bloodline. Uh, And I dug into watching a lot of the the romper stopper, Edward Norton in American History X, Ryan Gosling and Believer, um, Christoph Waltz and all these guys who seem to be really nice people and played psychotic roles. Um, you know, uh, even what's his name in Natural Born Killers, um, Woody Harrelson, yeah. uh, DiCaprio and the uh, Django and Shane. So I, you know, I, I knew that this was a polarizing character, so I just channeled what I read online, you know, like with, um, cause when I was looking for wardrobe that this guy would wear, you know, to send to the wardrobe lady and find out what, what kind of, uh, boots and shoelaces. Cause you know, being in the hardcore scene in the music, you also hear about, you know, skinheads and then there's white power skinheads. So there was always like, you know, you, you got colorblind skinheads and then you got white power skinheads. So you can always know the difference of their shoe cut, their, their Doc Martens with the shoelaces. Right. And and you knew that whether they were, they were there at a show and, and you were going to have problem with white power skinheads and blah, blah, blah. Wow. So, yeah, I, I, I remember uh, vaguely, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I remember a lot of this in uh in, in my life, you know, of just going to shows and, and yeah, different things I pulled from, you know, like, and then, I, and obviously Edward Norton put probably one of the best, he played one of the best white supremacists in, 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 in a show or a movie. So right. I remember just kind of taking a lot of those, pulling from his character as well. Right. You know what I think that's really dope about you too, Renz, man, is, um, you know, you, you, you show a lot of range, man. Like, you know, I don't know if people Thank know, you. like you've done four episodes of Days of Our Lives. I mean, that's a whole different <laughs> type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I just I just think that it's so dope, man, that, you know, to to come in the game. I don't know how much training you've had, um, but I, I do know that, you know, when you when you're working, I do know that it's 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 professional and the range to be able to transition from going from doing uh, music to 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 doing um, doing soap operas and then um, and doing several other things too. Like you've been out here grinding and working, getting it in, and to land this role right here, it's definitely got to be a, a huge milestone in your career, man. 
yeah, it's um, it's definitely big steps in the right direction. And you know, I come from a, a really good family, so I, you know, my mother and father. My mother's from Puerto Rico. My father's from Naples. You know, our first generation here come from nothing, so I'm humbled. Right. You know, I was raised in my Puerto Rican in my my Puerto Rican household. My grandmother. And all my cousins, and we all about family. And you know, I, I I have different. You know, I speak Spanish. I speak Italian. So it's like you know, my range hasn't even I haven't even fulfilled my full uh, range potential with uh, Spanish and Italian and everything. Wow. So thank you for noticing that. You know, also was in ballers. You know, I did right, like right, the Game right. of Thrones yeah. and. Uh, um, you know, so they, they, you know, I, I do whatever I got to do. That, you know, I played in a comedy as a as a as a, as a funny meathead guy in a movie yeah. called What Now. Actually, I season it and Busy Bone. Right, right. I we mean, did uh, that. That was a small hunting hunting at Silver Falls. I mean, you was in that. Yeah, um, that was. I, I mean, played a cop in that. Yeah, that was a fun little role. Yeah, yeah. yeah I played. I played a cop. That 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 movie's actually for for the budget. You you you, you gotta be. It, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, rage. Yeah. Um, when 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 it came down to actually um, picking the cast. Um, for these roles, because I gotta say, man, just looking at the trailer, um, you know, you 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 really done a hell of a job. I mean, you know, you got Renz in there, you got um, Hakeem, um, you got Saigon, Catherine Cates, James Darnell. I mean, like, I, you know, when it comes down to picking the right people for the right roles, like, how how difficult was that for you? Well, um, when you've been doing this for as long as I have over all these years, you build up such a Rolodex of uh, talent on both sides of the camera. Right. And I've worked with everybody, for the most part, that's on that project one time or another. So uh, when you're making a project independently, when you have uh, very few dollars, uh, you always call on your people that you know you can count on uh, before trying to to somebody else you might want to work with but then you know you got to get your managers agents and negotiations and it's just you don't have time or money on that kind of stuff so you go to the people that you know you trust that have always had your back and you've had theirs and it makes for you know a much easier production uh so i'm always gonna you know lean on those calls first and listen the bigger there's a reason why scorsese and spike lee and those kinds of guys you always see repeat actors in their right. productions because they have relationships and they've always had each other's back. So that's, that's the way I am. That's the way, you know, I guess a lot of people that have success over a long period of time treat their friends and family. You know, it's no coincidence that you see those kinds of, you know, um, continuing relationships evolve over careers. Right. And, 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 and um, I definitely understand that. And um, I guess it gets easier as the relationships does build, because when you are creating and have visions, you can kind of like um, get an idea of um, somebody for the role already. Like, yo, I think that this would be dope for such and such or such and such. So I guess it does kind of gets a, gets a little easier as relationships build and as time go on, seeing other people on screens and other other roles that they've played or whatever. I think that that's that's great, man. That's great. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, it's just uh, again longevity 
in relationships and uh, anybody would tell you uh, whether you're on the music side the film side the writing side um even even um yeah on any side if you got longevity in the business and people speak highly of you you're always going to be able to have people come to you no matter what the budget is right right now um coming up with the title man cracker um i would like to get both of you guys um thoughts on that so it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. Um, in 1988, I was locked up in Orange County Jail in Florida, and I was playing uh, spades uh, for push-ups. And I beat this guy, black guy. He got pissed off, and he had to call me a cracker. Oh my god! So that word has been with me for all these years, and I never would have thought that it would end up being the title of you know, one of my more illustrious productions. Right. Um, but, but it has. And initially I was going to try to be a little bit more uh, ambiguous and artistic with it, call it being enslaved or something a little bit more not so on the head. But then I said to myself, no, I'm doing this because people need to be cracked right over the head with <laughs> this. Right. I mean, I am so tired of people yeah. saying, well, racism doesn't exist. No, I'm so tired of it. So you know what? Imagine a, imagine a, a big poster on Sunset Boulevard of Times Square called Cracker, oh, like looking you right down in the my face. God, rage. Ooh, yeah, so, yeah. So that's why it's called Cracker. <laughs> right. Look, and, fe- and felt you. that way. Yeah, yeah. Def- definitely, man. And 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 the visuals. Um, Renz, man, I got I gotta ask you too, man. Have you have, you know any any major backlash you've been getting like from friends? Uh, have you lost friends? Uh, be like a gain friends? Like what what's been the experience, man? Like um, um, it's been it's been. Any friend that's seen it prior to our release has always been like, "Wow, it's ballsy." Yeah. Um, I haven't. I've been getting white supremacist dudes hitting me up, like they're hitting up our Instagram and threatening Dale. They're threatening me. You're gonna die. You know, calling me all kinds of different names. Wow. Whatever. We don't need to get into any wow. racial slurs. Um. You know, all I can say is bring it. Right, right. Straight up, because you know this is this is art. You know what I mean? This is not. This is we're not trying to start anything. We're trying to change people's mind from from being so you know blind and you know uh, we're trying to shift them into a better you know positivity. Let's just you know negative shit doesn't do anything. Right, right. Doesn't do anything for us. It brings us nothing. Negativity, negative thoughts, negative things. Positive thoughts, positive things. You know, it's very simple. Right, right. And uh, I'm, I, have I lost friends? I mean, if I lost a friend because of this, then they're really not my friend. Absolutely. You know? I agree with you. But I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. We'll see, but I definitely began some death threats. <laughs> you know, I got, I got, I got. It's pretty funny the the data we're collecting, we're collecting. Yeah, between yeah. me and Dale, and you know, it's just it's just funny. They're shutting down a couple of Instagram accounts. I had fun. Oh, and, uh, I had fun just reading some of the comments. To be honest with you, man, like I mean, yeah, really serious, man. Like they really, you know, they got they got battles in the comments right now going on. They 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 yeah. kill, kill people getting killed in the comments right now. They yeah. oh, 
Yeah, I, I've, I've been dead a hundred times so far based on mine. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, listen, no, no, for real. Uh, we got we, we got a lot of a lot of tremendous support. We've got people like David Sebastian, who's a fantastic um, rapper who just got signed to a big deal. I can't even divulge what label is um, on, but he he actually did the title track. It's called Netherland, yeah, um, yeah. which we spelled N K K K A L A N D, and uh, I think we're going to sit with him and do a remix using some of the. Uh, hundred or so voicemails we got from people saying, um, you know, all these horrendous things, saying I'm going to be hanging from a you know, um, a, uh, a lantern and they're going to burn down my house. They're going to shoot me in the head. So we'll have fun doing a remix with all those um, all those voicemails and some of the music that they sent to us. It's pretty pretty comical. Wow, man, that's going to be dope. I, I don't take that stuff seriously, and and you know. I, if anybody knows me and most people do that we work with and a lot of people in the hip hop community that, you know, you can look at my history and see all the, whether it's Ice Cube or Game or, 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 or RZA, I mean, just go down the list and people that know me in town on both coasts, they know how legitimate and real and honest and genuine I am right. as does, you know, our entire, you know, PR team, which is mostly comprised of, um, black females, um, right. from, from Alicia to um, to uh, Natasha to Piper uh, uh, Dellums, whose who dad was a 30-year congressman and out of the Bay Area, who's also a co-producer, Rashida, uh, Jay Tasha, uh, and, and actually it was Jay Tasha's idea to drop this on Juneteenth. So a lot of people just jump to conclusions thinking, oh, the white man's trying to take advantage. And that's the yeah. furthest thing from the truth because I, I, I've been with a black woman, married to a black woman, and my most of my most of my team are all are all black. So um, from all shades, all nations, I get I get sister in laws from from Ghana. So and when when I can't wait for this story to continue to unfold because the people that are coming at us with knives out and guns and pistols and nooses and bazookas and flamethrowers, they're gonna realize oh. Maybe we should not attack these people because they're actually doing a, a, a really nice thing. Right. We'll see. Right. I guess they just have to see the uh, the whole film, man, in order to to really grasp the the full understanding of what's going on. Yeah. And um. Yeah, and one and one more thing too, I I want to mention too. I'm sorry to cut you off. We have a little bit of an echo. No but 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 my wife Kim, you know, she's been with me for all these years, seeing me come up. My first film was called Colors of Rage, always dealing with racism. So I've always been on topic with this, and I've been and been ahead of the curve in this stuff. So and and um. There's been some, you know, in 1981, her brother was walking to SBU in Jersey and um, three white boys pulled over, they attacked him and they picked him up and threw over a bridge, what? killing him. And they never got charged by the FBI or the local police. Oh, so for 39 wow. years, this incident has has. has Plague the family. It's something that nobody even talks about. Right. Um, I may even get backlash for talking about it right now, but this just needs to be said. It's like racism has existed for so long. It's not just the cop on black violence; it's the white on black violence. And 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 although on both sides is always wrong, um, but we want to make things more right. Uh, but there is systemic racism in this country, and I'm glad that this moment, um, unfortunately, um, through. The moment with George Floyd in that eight-minute um, um, uh, murder, 
uh, it, it's been a, a spiritual cleansing for not just Kim, but a lot of people. And I thought that when, during the protest, a lot of the reporters were interviewing mothers that we never even heard of right. who had their black sons and daughters murdered at the hands of cops and white people to never get charged. So this is a moment that it's still not been realized to a total scale. And in some small way, I really hope that Krakow, which I use the tagline, I, I'm using science fiction as a way to, as a Trojan horse, right. to help people see racism through a new lens. That's all it is. Right, right. Man, I tell you, it's, it's just... It's just I'm 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 having a moment right now, you know, because um, this opportunity, man, um, it means the world to me. To be honest, to just to I, I feel like I'm a part, you know, of of history being made, you know, and um, it really means a lot, man. You know, I'm honored, and um, we are too. Thank I really, you, I really, thank you, brother. I really thank Liz and I thank Kim, man, and 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 I thank you guys because I know you guys' schedules are super tight and it's just getting getting started. Um, but to be the first interview to be blessed with that opportunity, man, I just want to tell you guys again, thank you so much, man. No, thank you very much. We thank appreciate you. it. Let's, let's check in again in a, in a few weeks. See where we're at. Absolutely. Let's put those social platforms out there too, in ways that people can connect with you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do we get this interview on? Oh, I'm gonna send everything to you. I'm gonna send y'all the direct link. Okay. Awesome. Raise Yeah, real raise. R E E L. I'm sorry, the echo killing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go. R E E L R A G E is the is the is the Instagram for Cracker and Crackerworld.com is where you can actually go see pre order our bundles. You can you can we got a donation for Black Lives Matter, and uh, we have cracker shirts. <laughs> we bundling up, baby. Right. Rance, yeah. put yours out there. Uh, Lorenzo Antonucci, Jr. for Junior. And, so and L-O-R-E-N-D-O-A-N-T-O-N-U-C-C-I, Jr. for Junior. And so at Lorenzo Antonucci, Jr. And the pre-orders can be, uh, that's at crackerworld.com, right? Yeah. Yep. Also, yeah, um, we'll be dropping that. We'll be dropping that hopefully by Friday. We can drop a, 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 a pre-order VIP link to those who, you know, purchase it for, I think it's like two ninety nine. Yeah, I was going to ask you that too. So, um, how is that going to happen? So, it's going to actually come to that email because they give you a number. I pre-ordered my copy, of course, and um, it's going to actually come to the email. Um, you know, Anthony, who's uh, handling that, he's the one that's dealing with the, the bundles. I believe it's going to be a link from 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 the math email that's going to go to all the purchases and whatever is going to be like the, the if it's going to be the donation is going to be separate goes into the donation fund and then the t-shirt and a and and a and the link would have to be be done differently because we it's been overwhelming how, how, how we set this up to be honest and, and, and to, to, on that subject since we're also all consumers of, of content what we decided to do was um, one of the frustrating things that we've had to deal with is when you go through an aggregator which is basically a distributor 
for uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lengthy process. It's almost too lengthy. It's, it's literally 45 days from the time you deliver your content to get approved for iTunes and then uh, another 30 days for Amazon and Netflix and those kinds of um, platforms. So we decided to be disruptive uh, along the same model that David Sebastian, who recently just dropped uh, his his own EP, which he did a, a tremendous number uh, directly to his fans with a, with a direct download, not even using iTunes, Spotify, nothing. Wow. And because of the results of that, he actually got a, got a big deal. So we figured, okay, you know what? Let's have a private download. I think we're using Vimeo um, and it's dropping Friday right. as opposed to having that make everybody wait for 45 days because we're in a... We're, again, this business is always evolving as the news is always evolving and everything's getting faster and faster and faster and faster. So um, we will eventually still be um, available on those subscription platforms, but to, but to um, supply the demand for it right now, we've got disruptive, creative, and we figured it out to do it this way. Awesome, man. That's what I'm talking about, man. Making it happen. Making it happen, yes, man. Before we get out of here, too, man, um, is it anything that you guys would like to say? Uh, any uplifting words to anybody? Man, I know, like, the world is, is in chaos right now, and, and you know, people are low in spirit right now. Um, but we can just get some uplifting words from um, each one of you guys. Any one of y'all, you can go first. It don't matter. Uh, I, yeah, I'll go first, and let Lorenzo finish it out. Um I just want to say, uh, even to the people that want to kill me, um, at the end of the day, even if you did kill me, it's not going to change anything. You're, you're, the, the hatred that, that exists in this country, um, and I know it's very sensitive now because monuments are being torn down, flags are being taken down, so people feel like they're being attacked. Well, and, and there's no easy way to, there's no easy way around it, but if you feel like you're being attacked now, blacks have been attacked for 401 years. They were taken from a home and brought here. Uh. And um, I'm sorry, I know you wanted this to be peaceful, but let me just say this to uh, we'll, we'll, I, I often have to explain to my white Americans who feel this is a country who complain about blacks looting at protests and getting angry and burning at protests. Well, our ancestors did it. They came from Europe. They, they decimated an entire nation of people and uh, for them to be able to say how dare they be so they being black how dare they break into buildings and lose well listen we did it so um i know you wanted something people to say but i'm sorry it's such a passionate project Uh, i i my, my brain goes a mile a minute and it touches so many different areas so in the end i hope that this project lets people see that at the end of the day racism is wrong everybody's crazy people. We all, we all bleed red blood and um, we should just turn this page and help heal the wounds of the last 401 years, whether it's the reparations, whether it's through prayer or a combination of everything and um, get past this ugly chapter because the youth at the protest holding up signs and you fuck with the wrong generation, they're going to change it anyway. Absolutely. So, Let's just do it now. Absolutely. I dropped. Um, I just hope that, you know, with all the negativity there is out there, we can start spinning it into positivity. 
because, you know, how much hate can someone have in their heart until they just get tired? You know, like, you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta think, you gotta smile, laugh. It's the cheapest medicine. Right. You know, like, the love and hug and, you know, just, what, what what else is there to do? Why, why, why hate on somebody for, you don't even know them. Absolutely. You know, you just, you, you it's disgusting and it's just pure evil to just hate for no reason so it's good to just you know hopefully this project and and, and I think it is because it's obviously making some real fucking noise right and I think that this project needs to or will be a guiding light you know like the people that are so you know blind by it they're gonna they're gonna hear about it they're gonna feel it somehow Right, and hopefully it'll, it's for them, so they can change. You know, hopefully that that's what this does. It's, it's, it's medication. Right, fix right. these people. Let's fix them because it ain't. We don't want them to. We don't, I mean, yeah, we're getting death threats, but we don't want them to die. We want them to be healed. Absolutely. <laughs> just heal, man. Just, just stop saying. What, what are you? What, what are you gonna do by hating and walking around with a damn swap sticker tattooed to your back? And right. with a Confederate flag, you, you 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 don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know why you got a swastika and you're and you're in a beach with a bunch of people with Confederate flag bikinis. Like you, you're so idiotic and contradicting. You don't even know anything about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Right. And you don't even know why you hate. One of the best scenes in in, in American History X is when he's starting to really change Edward Norton's character and, he, and they're and they're in the they're folding the clothes together. And and he's like, well I'm just you know, you hate me for no re- no reason. I'm just gonna put this on my head. I'm just gonna hate you for no reason because I don't know why I'm just gonna hate you. I'm not dropping the words, but you know Right. Why? What's the point? And um I wish if it's somebody on my team that's listening, please send them the song by Avery Wilson the amazing talented singer songwriter who I did some music videos for he's contributing a song that's going to play over the end credits which start with the names of about 60 of fallen brothers and sisters like the Floyds and the Trayvon and the Brianna's Um, this song he wrote only about two weeks ago it was the perfect song to end Crackle and um, it's beautiful, it's inspirational, and it's honest. So please, somebody on my team, send them the ableist song. It's called Smoke. Yeah. So look know, out for that. Send that to me so yeah. I can get that in rotation, definitely, man. And also send him um, the uh, Endland track as well, because uh, that's just fire. So um, you have both sides of the spectrum. I got a, I got a quick question, so we're going to get, it's going to be a link email to you. Okay. From the crackerworld.com. Absolutely, man. Y'all make sure if you not if you haven't pre-ordered your copy, man, you better pre-order it now at crackerworld.com. Man, I just wanna, I wanna thank y'all again, man, for um blessing the platform, man, so much. And we're wishing y'all for me and the team, man. We wishing y'all more blessings, more success, man, and protection, man, while y'all go throughout this process and launch this this history changer, man. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much. It's the one and only Dale Restagini. 
and Lorenzo, hey. Lorenzo Antichini, my special <laughs> guest. Y'all make sure y'all be on the lookout for that cracker coming Friday. <laughs> Pre-order it now, man, right. at CrackerWorld.com. It's the Vibe Show. Thank you, sir. 97.9. It's time to get it, we on a mission Let's take a minute and put all the things that we've been stressing on intermission And only talk about winning, we all wanna 